This episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. And I know, I know another ad, right? But I personally use Dollar Shave Club all the time and have been using them for years. Uh, I remembered I would always buy the disposable razors and I would they wouldn't last. They would cut you. And then when you would get the more expensive ones, they they were just really expensive and you had to keep buying them until I came across Dollar Shave Club. Then, you know, it changed the game forever with razors. And now they offer way more than just razor. They offer skincare products, hair care products, hair stuff, gel, pomade, you name it. They offer a whole variety of different products. I mean, you don't believe me? Go give them a try and then you'll love them. Click the link in each episode and or our bio and you'll love them. You're going to be helping the podcast. Or if you want to help the podcast too, if you are if you go over to Anchor FM, there's a donation button. You can sign up, donate every month. Uh, thank you guys to the people who have signed up and continue to donate. I uh, truly appreciate it. So click the link. Go check out Dollar Shave Club and let's get into your episode. I'm the five. Prendan los motores que no vamos Aquí todos los días son de verano De lunes a lunes nunca paramos yeah. Ya está saliendo el sol, ven y prendete Esto es fácil, no me llames si tú andas con Lucy Estamos en Miami All right, and we're live, welcome back to Mesco Mobiles It's your boy, the one with the Scarface, your boy Scarface And today we got a special episode that I've been wanting to do for a while uh, Especially because I know the importance of uh, companies branding themselves and most people think it's just like a logo or it's something simple, but a lot goes into it, whether it be like the font, the text, the, the the actual logo, the coloring, and a whole lot goes into it. And nobody better to have than a long time. We grew up, we've known each other since elementary school. Yeah. We got Spencer Erickson of, son of, son of Eric, right? Son of Eric Design. Yeah. There you go. How you been, dude? Doing good. It's been, like, I saw you... Uh, I mean, we follow each other on social media, but we haven't really hung out or seen each other in years. Yes, it's like, so I'm 32, yeah. you're, you're 32, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably since like seventh grade, maybe? Yeah, grade. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got, it, it's weird how like, I remember running around like at Falls Valley, that's uh, the elementary that we went to, and just like hanging out at recess, hanging out in classes and, mm. and things like that. Even afterwards, I remember we would uh, like hang out at each other's houses every now and then. Mm. And to go to see like to now, like where we're at, both like you have your your career going. I got mine. And it's mm. just weird how we just came back. You know what I mean? Everything came full circle. Mm. So I'm glad you're on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with me. Absolutely, man. But I want people to get to know you. I, I kind of know you, but I want people to get to know you. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. You're, were you born and raised in Idaho Falls? Yeah, so uh, I was born here, and then, uh, like, right after I was born, my dad got a job in uh, Bellevue, Washington, which is just kind of a suburb of Seattle. And so we moved there and lived there, and he worked there for a couple of years and then ended up coming back. And so... I don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. So basically, I've been here my whole life. You okay. Know? Yeah. And I remember we went to middle school and I always remember that you always had like, you were, I don't know if you still like this. You were like hyper. You were always super <laughs> active, super alive. And which I thought it was awesome. I remember like uh, even that carried on into over Sand Creek because I remember one thing that you did. I don't know if you remember that you did this. I, I still remember it. Um, in middle school, you would actually, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade, every day you came in with a new hairstyle. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. Where did that come from? You know, I don't know. I So my, my older brother is a, is a character, mm-hmm. and uh, he 
he always had kind of crazy hair. So mm-hmm. he's three years older than I am. And so he, he had just left the middle school right when I came in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he had shaggy hair for a while. And then my mom was like, you got to do something with the hair or cut it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want a perm. <laughs> and so, he, <laughs> so we got a perm and then dyed it red. So it was like clown hair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and then he, he did like Liberty Spikes and stuff. And so I don't know if I was just kind of like mimicking him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I do remember that. My, my yearbook picture for the sixth grade. I've got like, you know, Wolverine has his hair that's oh, yeah. like up yeah. on the sides and then the middle's flat. Yeah. That's how my hair was. <laughs> did your did your parents at any time like during this were like, what are you doing? Or they they're just like he it's his mind going wild, let him be free. I don't remember. The only thing I remember is after that yearbook picture was taken and my mom got the pictures back. She was <laughs> she wasn't super stoked about that. <laughs> did she not see you get ready that morning? Well, because I had just normal hair. Oh. What I would what I would do is um, I remember we were standing in line to get our pictures taken, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who I was with one of my one of my buddies, and I was like, "Should I do something crazy with my hair?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, man, do it." And so I would just take my hands and like smash them on the sides of my head and just like rub them around and like get my hair all knotted and mm-hmm. stuff, and it would just stick up. And so that's what I did right before I got my picture taken. So my parents never knew um, until they. Until it, I got the pictures back. <laughs> what, what was your uh, What was your mom's reaction? She, she's just like, "We're paying for these. <laughs> Are you serious? You you did this while you were at school?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." It looks but, cool though. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I definitely remember that you were always like even in uh, elementary. It's hard to remember everything because mm-hmm. it was just like so long ago. It it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was yeah it was like half our lives yeah ago, exactly man. and and More then uh, i remember bits and pieces from middle school as well too and that's one thing that stuck out to me i always like one thing that i always remember in middle school i was like i remember when spencer showed up every day with a new ha- <laughs> new hair because uh, i think we had a they had a weird system it was like a and b yeah like a days you had certain classes and b days mm-hmm. so that that's where we like i feel like we started hanging out less because they just put you in like in the classes you know you yeah, really we were, don't have say where you go uh, the same thing happened. I'm pretty sure you remember Andrew and uh, Andrew Smith uh-huh. and Kurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I would always go to their house too, hang out with mm-hmm. them too. So they were really cool. Even uh, though I looked like a straight, um, so I was like influenced like with people that I was around. Like, uh-huh. They they started dressing like like cholos, you yeah. could say. And I would I'd always have like the like shaved head or like cut, just dressed like them. Uh-huh. And I thought it was super cool that you guys would still like want to hang out with me and like mm-hmm. talk to me. You know what I mean? Like. And but I was only dressing like that just because the people around me right. were dressing like that. So I appreciate that. You know? <laughs> no, no I know problem, it took yeah. me so long to say that, but yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, did you ever take anything graphic related in in middle school? No, because um, I know they had that exploratory or something like that in, in yeah. middle school. Yeah, I didn't take anything mm-hmm. graphic design related until I, I took a Photoshop class in high school at mm-hmm. some point, and. Uh, and just learned kind of the basics of, of Photoshop. Like, I remember one of the projects we had to find a photo um, online somewhere, save it, and then uh, and then take a photo of ourselves and, and Photoshop ourselves mm. into the picture. And so I had found. I remember the picture I chose was this like gondolier in like Venice, Italy. Mm-hmm. And so I just I took a weird picture of my face and photoshopped it in. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever <laughs> done in my life. And uh, but. I mean, after that class, I really didn't do anything mm-hmm. with it. I didn't pursue it. You know? okay. I didn't have Photoshop at home, so I didn't mess with it, you know. 
Um, I didn't take any real graphic design classes until like halfway through college. Oh, dang. Um, Because in high school, I started drawing a lot and doing like like realism, Mm -hmm. fine art portraiture and stuff like that of people. And uh, and so that's what I started doing in college uh, from the get-go is I, I just pursued fine art with no real idea of what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. It was just like, I know I like this and there's really nothing else I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I was, I got married super, super young, uh, cause that's Mormon culture and, uh, <laughs> we're not really a part of that culture anymore, but, um, uh, we got married super young and then about halfway through school, um, my wife's, uh, my father-in-law, has started a trucking business up in North Dakota mm-hmm. when that was going crazy and needed a logo. And my wife was an illustration major. And okay. so he's like, Hey, Jaden, will you do a logo for me? And she's like, I hate doing logos. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. I've never done anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so I, I remember I, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't want to buy a program yeah. because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. And so I pirated a, a copy <laughs> of Adobe Illustrator, like CS6. I think we all haven't done in the beginning. <laughs> right. That's how we all get started because yeah. it's so expensive to get into it. Um, and uh, anyway, so I, I sketched out a, a concept that I was like, this could be kind of cool, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd never done a logo before, so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I, I just threw it into Adobe Illustrator and uh, and started messing around with it and it's a super robust program and I had no idea what I was doing. And, uh, I'm grateful for, for Facebook memories because it, every once in a while it shows up in my memories, yeah, yeah. A, a status that I posted like 10 years ago where it's like, Hey man, does anybody know how to use the pen tool <laughs> in Adobe Illustrator? Just like the main tool you use. You yeah. Know? And, uh, cause I, I just had no idea. And that was like far enough back that it, YouTubing things wasn't like the thing completely normal to yeah. do. And, uh, and so I, I botched my way through that the whole logo and it turned out okay. Like as far as a first go, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Um, and I've just fell in love with the process of graphic design at that point and, and branding and that kind of thing and switched the, the emphasis in my art major to graphic design and pursued it from that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I didn't know too much after like, uh, what happened in, high school so mm-hmm. in high school did you ever like did you have a oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this in college or I'm gonna do this did you have any sort of like plan at that time because some people do you know some people yeah. are like oh I'm gonna go into financing because right know, yeah some, some some people have their lives together yeah <laughs> not us <laughs> right <laughs> no I I you know at the end of high school that's when I was like really starting to pick up speed and like get good at drawing. And I was like, you know what? I actually have some skill with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my, I was really, uh, really stoked about my parents. My parents were really uh, supportive of that. Like my dad multiple times would pull me aside and just be like, you know, not everybody can draw like that. I like wish that's I a, that's a skill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I feel bad cause I haven't like practiced it a lot since yeah. I took up graphic design, but, um, but I always appreciated that support. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you know what? There's really no other subject in school. That I'm like that. I want to be an accountant or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, something like that. No, <laughs> no disrespect to accountants or anything. Yeah. I'm just, I suck at math. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I just, I decided I was going to be an art major. Okay. So also you decided that before you, you mm-hmm. enrolled and did you go right away? Um, I went, so I went to, to BYU, Idaho um, after high school and I didn't, they have, they have kind of a weird track system. It's not just like 
fall and winter semesters. Mm-hmm. They have trimesters. And so I got on the, what was it? The, the winter spring track. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't start till January. Okay. Um, but I went up, I moved up to Rexburg in like September and just worked and lived there. And okay. then I started in January. When, when did you meet your, your wife? I met her a few years later. So I, I served a Mormon mission mm-hmm. over in Denmark. Oh. And I, so I lived in Denmark for a couple of years and learned how to speak that language and everything. Do you still remember it? Um, some of it. Like, oh. I can listen to it and, and read it and stuff. My pronunciation is awful now because oh. you never use it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I did go back to Denmark a couple of years ago. And it was super fun. Oh, nice. But I, I, so I met my wife when I was 21. Um, and she, I didn't know this when I met her, but she was like straight out of graduation, super young. And, uh, uh, so I met her, I met her the fall of 2009. I had just gotten home Mm -hmm. from Denmark and I met her like a month later and, uh, uh, we, we really didn't hit it off (laughs) in the the first time we met. Um, let me guess. She was like, this guy's weird. (laughs) Well, it was just kind of, it, we met through mutual friends. Oh, okay. And uh, so we, I was hanging out with a couple of guy friends that I didn't realize one of them she grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was in a band. Uh, I play the drums and I was in a band with, with one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we, we realized it was buy one, get one free foot long day at Subway. <laughs> and we're like, well, we need a fourth person. <laughs> so we invited Jaden along and mm-hmm. we met and like, we chit chatted a little bit, but mm-hmm. like, <laughs> really didn't hit it off a whole yeah. lot. Um, and then uh, we, how did we, we ran back into each other a couple more times just mm-hmm. through mutual friends. And I, I started to kind of like, she's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of a punk rock girl. And I'm, I, I'm in a punk rock band. There like you go. this works out, right? And um, uh, yeah, then we, we just, we started hanging out a little bit. And then when we really like, hit it off. We went to this, they had a thing on campus that was kind of like an open mic night. And except this time, this particular night was, and this is just a, a window into how weird the culture is at, at BYU-Idaho, mm-hmm. but it was all hymn based. So all of the covers, or like all the people performing were, were doing their own renditions on hymns and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> they were all really bad, except for like one or two of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we ended up Jaden and I ended up sitting next to each other and we, we, this is terrible, but we just kind of like hit it off by cracking jokes about the performances Mm. to each other, (laughs) being really rude people essentially. Um, but we, like, we understood each other's sense of humor. She Mm. got mine, which is kind of odd sometimes. And, uh, and we just hit it off. And, and that I later, I learned later that night that she had graduated like four months prior. She was 18. Oh, dang. And, uh, like had just turned 18. Too like stupid Dang. young. So we got, but we got married uh, two weeks before her nineteenth birthday. Oh dang! So yeah. it was it was it was really quick. Yeah. And and you said that's something in Mormon culture, like uh, not, yeah. Are you supposed to be married in a certain amount of time? No, no. It's just like or is that the thing? Kind of what you do, which is crazy. Like I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, because like, we're happily married. It's yeah. great and everything, but. Um, but like you know, you're still trying to figure out your life, right? At I mean, that, we're just at that point in time, freaking kids, yeah, yeah, I mean, children, you know, and we're making this lifelong commitment and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was it was crazy, but um, and like there's been 
you know, rocky times because of that, just because we were so young, we didn't really know who we were, mm -hmm. you know, and we're still young. Oh yeah. You know, she turns 30 this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> Happy 30th birthday whenever it is. When yeah. is it? It's uh, in August. Oh, nice. Yeah. August 21st. Oh, everybody mark your calendars. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just part of kind of Mormon culture. Oh, okay. People just tend to get married super young and mm -hmm. sometimes it works out. Sometimes it really doesn't. <laughs> True. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, uh, the non-working outside, but we won't yeah. get into that. Yeah. So you're, you guys are in college, right? Both together. Uh -huh. Is there uh like, she knows you're majoring in fine arts, right? Uh -huh. Did that ever, was that ever an issue to her or her parents? Cause some people don't really, they're like, that's like, how are you going to make money with exactly. that? Yeah. I think I remember, uh, with all their all their support, mm -hmm. my my parents did pull me aside at one point. We're like, <laughs> so like uh, like you're really good at this, and we're proud of you and all of that. But like, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? And you know, there there's a lot of routes you can go with fine art and illustration and that kind of thing. But um, I remember going to a seminar one time while I was out, uh, at school, mm -hmm. and I think this is after I had switched to graphic design. But it just kind of like really solidified the idea to me. Um, but there at the seminar, they had brought in like a fine art, like a gallery artist and like his full income comes from selling gallery pieces, mm -hmm. which is pretty hit and miss, you know? Yeah. And, uh, by the end of the seminar, uh, my wife and I, we were just like, Oh man, that sounds like the most miserable life of all time. Cause he, <laughs> he didn't, I, I appreciated the fact that he was super real about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, didn't beat around the bush he's like sometimes this really sucks yeah but sometimes you sell like a forty thousand dollar painting and you're great yeah <laughs> you know um but it was it was pretty brutal that seminar and so that just kind of solidified the idea in my head but i don't remember my in-laws ever um ever really being weird about it mm -hmm. I, i'm sure they had their conversations <laughs> but uh and I think everybody was pretty stoked when I was like, I'm switching to graphic design. There seems to be an actual career path for me in that, you know. And, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, um, especially in that field, companies are always needing logos and whatnot. So it's a lot that, more steady. Yeah, a lot more steady. And it's a lot more, you know, to the older generation. Because, like, when I was doing this in the beginning, my parents didn't know, like, like you yep. need to get a regular job. And right. Like, this is, like... And then finally, when I started showing my parents the checks and they're like, oh, okay, like, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And now they're bragging, like, like he does this, he does this. And, yep. But it took me a little bit to show them that you can make some, some good money off of it. That's just kind of an old school mentality. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're learning to change that because mm -hmm. they're, they're even on social media now. They haven't requested me to be a friend on Facebook <laughs> yet because they don't have an account, but I feel like it's coming. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Now I have my mom commenting because right. she started right. using emojis on uh, on uh -huh. her phones and stuff. I'm like, mom, stop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it's weird. Like to you, like yeah. seeing yeah, your mom sending you emojis and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you graduate, right? Mm -hmm. Did you have a, a job lined up right after that? I did. I got super lucky. Mm -hmm. um, really blessed to. I got a, a job as a graphic designer in Rexburg, Idaho, of all places, which is where the school is, because mm -hmm. uh, my wife was still in school and we wanted her to finish up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got a, a, a good paying graphic design job in this tiny little town uh, right out of school. So oh. super blessed with that. And that turned into, like, I was just their graphic designer at first. I didn't realize I was going to be their only graphic designer, oh, dang. which was super intimidating because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it's that, like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just 
because most schools just teach you like the basics uh-huh. but when it actually comes to real life people are paying you money like mm. experience number pressure you're like now i have to perform you mm. know because if they don't like it then then it's it's just a bad rap for your name like later yeah. like going down the field now was that the the, the big company uh so no this was um this was a, a smaller com- kind of a middle size they mm-hmm. had like at, when i got hired they probably had close to 20 people working and oh, okay. then by the time i left closer to 50 mm-hmm. um but uh it was a, a garage organizational company and so they they had their own proprietary shelving system that was like patented and okay. and, and all this stuff and then they also did like uh, garage flooring and cabinets and like overhead racks and stuff. Okay. And so I did all of their graphic design, all of their web design. I managed all of their photo shoots and video shoots, um, at least for the last two years of, of my stint there. And, uh, and then also, so they had like a, an independent dealer network across the country in Canada. And so mm-hmm. th- those guys would sell the products and install them and organize people's stuff. And, uh, so they all had their own brands and uh, needed lots of like print materials, business cards, brochures, and that kind of thing. And so I would manage all of their branding and all of uh, getting stuff ordered for them, like okay. business cards and all that stuff. So what did what did you take from that? Like, because this is your first job out of uh, mm-hmm. you know school, and then you're le- you're still learning how to brand companies. You mm-hmm. know, like what did you take from that that you knew was important to not just to them, but to other companies? You know, I learned a ton at that job. Super, super good guys that, that own it. They actually just, uh, the company got acquired last year in October, I think. So okay. they're, they're all millionaires now, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the job was really cool because at BYU-Idaho, where I went to school, um, they had a credit cap. Mm-hmm. They're really strict about the credit cap. And so when you hit that, they're like, okay, what's your graduation plan? Like, when are you getting out of here? <laughs> which is, which is crazy. Cause like, yeah, you start, you know, you start one major and people switch majors, you know, mm-hmm. you're super young when you start school, you don't always know what you like. And, uh, so when I switched my emphasis, um, I didn't switch my major. I just switched what I was focusing on. And, uh, and so they, like my credit cap, stayed the same. Like I couldn't mm. extend that to take more design classes that I didn't take in the first half I was there. Okay. And so when I graduated, there were a bunch of classes that I, I wasn't able to take just because they essentially made me graduate. Yeah. And, uh, and so I felt kind of inadequate in that regard. And so working at, at this company, um, I had a really, really wide ranging, uh, wide range of types of projects that I worked on. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of cases, if you if you get a job at like an agency out of school or they'll put you on like a certain type of thing, like you do, you know, web design, mm-hmm. you design apps or you design logos and that's it. Um, but at this place, I did logos. I did like vehicle wraps. I did web design. I like art directed stuff. I managed accounts for people getting things printed. Like I did everything. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I hired a junior designer to to help with some of the smaller stuff so I could handle the bigger projects and things. And, uh, and so it, it gave me this super wide range of, of, uh, experience that I probably wouldn't have gotten, or at least not the, to that extent yeah. if I had worked somewhere else. So I'm super grateful for it. It was an awesome job. Yeah. And, and, and that's cool that you were able to get that experience and they were allowing you, you know, just to, 
essentially get your feet wet, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's different. Uh, I tell that people like to all the time, it's different doing things like when you're being shown like at, at a school. Uh, I remember when I took some like, I hate, I, I don't mean to diss ISU. I don't mean to diss them at all. <laughs> so like before I started taking, cause I, I'm going to have my bachelor's this year in uh, communications and visual media. Uh-huh. But I was, I was like, I'm going to take photography classes, like cinema class, like all this stuff to help me like with my filming and my photos and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to go into the classes being saying, oh, I don't know how to do it. There's going to be people in there who are like super advanced mm-hmm. and like they know what they're doing. Yep. So I started watching videos and videos and like YouTube this, YouTube that, spent hours and hours. And by the time I got to the advanced class, they were teaching like really basic <laughs> stuff, like yep. really basic stuff. Like the the that strobe light, they were like one, we spent one day learning how to turn it on. <laughs> like I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm paying for this, but I'm already almost done, so I'm just going to, you know, finish it out. it out. I have learned some stuff. Don't get me wrong. I have learned stuff because yeah. you don't know everything. And I'm pretty sure you're constantly learning new mm-hmm. things as long as you go. So you finish up there, right? And mm-hmm. is that when you moved over to uh, – because th- this is all before you started your own company, right? Right, right. Did you move to the other – was that the, mm-hmm. the big one that you worked at? Yeah. So – uh, at the end of my stint at the garage company, they're called gorgeous garage. Now, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was, I, I loved the people I worked with. It was a fantastic company. They treated me really well, but I was just getting kind of bored mm-hmm. with working with the same brand over and over for four. Yeah. I was there for four years and, uh, um, just kind of felt like my time was done. And so I started kind of looking for other jobs in the Southeast Idaho area, which isn't, a graphic design hub of yeah. the world. So there aren't a ton of jobs that could pay me the same amount. Um, there, there's only a handful of companies that could really afford mm-hmm. me, which I always hate saying sounds super arrogant, but yeah. it's they're like, you, you got to know what you're worth. Right. Exactly. Um, and I didn't want to like take a pay cut, mm-hmm. you know, just cause I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. But I, I got a job at, a, at this big company. I won't name them. Um, it's a big company that, uh, is in the local area. And I got a job on their web design team, which mm-hmm. I was like, web design is something that I would like to know a lot more about because uh, I didn't take any web design classes in college. Everything I learned was on the fly yeah. at this uh, at my first job. And uh, it was kind of a crash course. <laughs> so I, I got this job at this big company and went from art director at the, my previous job, which I had a lot of say and a lot of influence in in. Uh, the types of materials we, pr- we produced and, mm-hmm. and you know what they said, all, like I had a huge amount of say, which was awesome. Yeah. And then I went to like straight up bottom of the totem pole completely. And, uh, which is fine. Like I, I, I wanted a job, um, where I had kind of like a, a creative director over me that could kind of like mentor me a bit. Cause mm-hmm. I never had that the previous job. I was just, I was in, you were the guy <laughs> Yeah, from day one. And it was super intimidating at first. Um, and so I, I, I got that. I got, you know, this job where I had a supervisor that had more experience than I did. Problem was me and her didn't, I, I never really felt like we clicked. Mm-hmm. I, I always, and this might sound kind of like petty or whatever, but like, I always felt like she didn't like me that much because mm-hmm. the other two designers that were at my level were both girls and she was a girl, my supervisor. And so I was kind of like the odd man out a little bit. They mm-hmm. would go and do things at, at lunches and, and, you know, they would like, go on breaks together and do all these things. And I was just kind of like there, you know, which is fine. There were some other people on the team that I hung out with, but, um, but I just never really felt like I fit. Mm -hmm. 
and I didn't really like my, my design style and the type of types of things that I was designing for them just, I mean, it straight up just kind of sucked because mm. <laughs> I was used to designing like, uh, you know, big, big pieces and, and, and things within a certain brand. I'd been designing with one brand for four years. Um, you know, a couple of smaller brands here and there, but mostly one brand. And then moving to this other company, they had like dozens and dozens of brands for all of their separate products. And so you had to learn all of that and then design like web ads and stuff for them. And it just never felt like I really clicked Mm -hmm. there. And I was also, it was the type of job I I learned really quickly that working at a big company was not for me Mm -hmm. because I just felt like it sucked, like all the creative juices out of my body. I was Mm -hmm. just like, I hate this. It was miserable. That's funny because you you leave the other place Mm -hmm. because you felt like you weren't being at your full potential, like creative wise. Wasn't being challenged. And then you come over here (laughs) and like you feel like they almost locked you in a bigger box Uh or like a smaller box, I should say. You know what I mean? Now you can't really do anything. You have to go based off what they. So Mm -hmm. is, is that why you ended up essentially leaving there? No. So I remember. Uh, I think it was like three or four months into this job. Yeah, because you weren't there that long. I wasn't there very long. It was like three or four months in, and I remember uh, they were doing like a department kind of summer party thing. We were doing a barbecue. And uh, so they let us go home, you know, at, at noon to go change and stuff. We were going to meet at a park, have, a, you know, some activities and stuff. And I remember I went home. My wife was there because she was – she was – uh like four four months pregnant, I think, mm-hmm. with their second kid. Yeah, I remember kid. that. And um, uh, I remember just like going home and and just sitting down and like I was feeling super heavy mm-hmm. just because I hated this job <laughs> and and not just like oh I don't like this job like I was I was severely depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> just it was bad and uh, I got, I went home to to change my clothes and stuff and I just like bawled I just broke down with my wife and was like I feel worthless. Mm-hmm. Like I went from knowing, like being the guy, knowing everything about, you know, quote unquote, everything about <laughs> graphic design and stuff in one company to going to this company and just feeling like I know nothing. And not on, and on top of that, never, I never once heard like words of encouragement from my supervisor. It was always like, this isn't good enough. You're not performing to the level that we need you to. You're not doing this. You're not doing mm-hmm. that. You're not doing you know, it was just constant, just deterioration of my, myself. And, and I'm a person, like I know my love languages and one of them is words of affirmation. (laughs) And so when I don't get that, um, and, and when I get the opposite, you know, it's, it sucks, Yeah. you know? So anyway, uh, broke down with my wife and, but just like, what are you going to do? You got to kind of soldier on. I had like a two year contract with this company. And so, Like, I couldn't get out of it, you oh. know. I, I couldn't get out of it unless I wanted to pay back the signing bonus that they gave me, which, oh, okay. word to the wise, if they offer you a signing bonus, make sure you know what the terms are. <laughs> oh, wow. So you got... the Yeah, the terms were like, you got to work for us for two years, but if you want to quit before that, you got to pay back the full signing bonus. Even, so like, the signing bonus was three grand, which was like sweet, but taxes. And yeah. so I get like 1800 bucks, which is like barely more than my two-week paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I signed away two years of my life for this yeah. 
paycheck essentially. But if I wanted to quit, I'd have to pay back the full three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And we didn't have that at the time. Because you, your wife's pregnant. Wife's pregnant. You already have one kid. Mm-hmm. And we were just at the time we just sucked at managing money, mm-hmm. and so we just didn't have the money to quit. Even though, and I if, even if I quit, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, this is like one of two or three companies in the area that could pay me well. Yeah. And uh, and so I just continued to kind of just soldier on and try to put on a, a brave face type thing. And like when people ask me like, oh, how's your job? I'm like, oh, it's going good. I'm learning a lot. And like you're just like burying all of that stuff, mm-hmm. which another word to the wise, don't do that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it actually makes it worse. Oh, it's so much worse. Um, and so I remember when I talked to my wife, it was, I think it was July and then come late October, November of, what was it, 2017, mm-hmm. I think, um, the thought kept coming in the back of my head, like, you need to start thinking about your freelance business. Mm-hmm. Like, you're sick of working for other people. Yeah. You, might, you might pursue that. Maybe that would be fulfilling to you. And that was never something that I'd ever considered because I'd done freelance on the side before, and it was just exhausting because I work for eight, nine hours a day and then come home and then have to work for more and they could just kind of burn you out. Yeah. And, uh, um, but anyway, so this thought kept coming into my head and I was like, okay, who can I talk to? Who's in like a creative field on their own doing this and like making it work, mm-hmm. um, just to like pick their brain. And so I, I reached out to, uh, he was actually my Bishop at church at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an architect here in town and he, he had worked for, architecture firms, but he was at the time he was on his own, just doing his own thing and had been for like six years. And so I talked to him, he took me out to lunch and like, we just had a good chit chat and like, I asked him lots of questions and things. And I reached out to a a kid I went to high school with who, um, owns a media company, Mm -hmm. Porter, a Tyler Porter. Um, I went to high school with him. He's in the grade below me and, and created, uh, this, this media company in Idaho, Idaho Falls. That's Mm -hmm. pretty successful and doing well. So I, I picked his, I just sent him a Facebook message and just asked him some questions and um, what he said just super resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, I had some other experiences that, that just like kind of confirmed to me, like, you need to really think about this realistically, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was like, okay, if I have the plan in, in, in place to go off on my own, Maybe I can hang in there for the remainder of my contract with this big company. And then when that's done, quit immediately <laughs> and start my own thing. And uh, so that was my plan, mm-hmm. moving into like December. And so we get through December, get through the holidays. My wife's like nine months pregnant at this point. Mm-hmm. This is the end of this <laughs> December. So this is getting into like the most nuts month of my life mm-hmm. ever, and especially our marriage. Um End of December, wife is is literally like two weeks, two and a half weeks away from having a kid. Mm-hmm. She gets an ear infection, an eye infection, and a sinus infection wow. all at the same time while being nine months pregnant. And I'll painting a picture. She's five feet tall, and pregnancy is not kind to her body. <laughs> it's really hard on her. Mm-hmm. And so she's been through the ringer with this pregnancy anyway. And then she gets all these infections. It's just, we're just like, man, you're not doing well. And then my car broke down. Oh, wow. And uh, it was going to be a really expensive fix. And so my dad owned a, a car shop at the time. And so we 
we like pulled the engine out of the car ourselves and like tore it down and we're doing all this work. And, uh, and then my wife develops Bell's palsy, which paralyzes half of your face. What? And, uh, that happened. And then, uh, our oven broke, which is just one more thing. And then January 10th, 2018, I got fired. Oh, wow. And two days later we had our kid. And I mean, if you talk about like, <laughs> like scariest experience of your life, mm-hmm. um, but also weirdly relieving because, mm-hmm. uh, I got, we, they were doing like the, the six month semi-annual reviews of employees and stuff at this big company. And my supervisor would usually just be the one to do it. And so when she called me in, the the creative director of the department also went in mm-hmm. and as we were walking in, he was kind of a, a funny guy. He was like, well, this can't be good. Can it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so they pulled me into this little office and, uh, you know, talked to me a little bit and then just said like, and because of these reasons, like we feel like, like we're not a good fit for you and you're not a good fit for the position that, that we've got you in. And, and so I was like, just to be clear, I'm being let go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right. And I was like, and they, they said, like, we know the situation with your wife. We know she's pregnant and like do any time. And so they were like, they're like, we'll keep you on for a little bit so you can figure things out. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was very generous. And yeah. I was very grateful for that. And, uh, and so yeah, two days later, my, my wife's water breaks and she goes into labor and like, we, we had our, our baby at home. We did a homework. Mm-hmm. And uh, went really well. Everybody's super happy and healthy. And uh, apart from like my wife's infections had cleared up, but the Bell's palsy was still there. So she still had paralyzed, half her face was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I remember after they told me uh, that I was being let go, I, I went outside because um, I was just like, like scared mm-hmm. out of my mind and just like, I'm kind of an emotional guy. And so I was like, I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> I want I want a little bit of privacy for this. So I got to my car and I, I, uh, I called my wife and I was like, Hey, I just got fired. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What month, what is happening to yeah. our life? You know? And, uh, um, but through that conversation, I mean, it was like a, a five to 10 minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we were, we just both felt good. Like at the same time of it being super terrifying, I felt so much peace in it because mm-hmm. I, I remember in the conversation just saying like, I don't have to work here anymore. <laughs> and just having that be like a weight off my shoulders, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so over the next couple of weeks, I, I worked really hard to try to like find another job. Um, even though like the universe was just screaming at me like, no man, yeah. do the, the thing, mm-hmm. do your business. Um, but I was like in panic mode, like we need insurance. We need to be able to pay for medical bills. We just had a baby and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, uh, nothing was panning out at mm-hmm. all. And, uh, my, my dad came over one, at one point, uh, to our house just to like talk us through things. And, uh, uh, he, he asked me like, what do you, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And my wife, my wife is really good at like just cutting to the, the chase and 
because I was kind of like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and my wife is just like, he knows what he wants. He's just afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that made me cry because it was true. <laughs> like, it just cut me to the core. Yeah. Like, cut through the crap. Like, I want to do my own business. I've never thought that that would ever be what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I was so burned out on uh, answering to kind of like the corporate machine mm-hmm. that I was like, that was the first moment where I was like, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I want to do Son of Eric design full time. And, and so from that point on, that was it. And so I, I did like a super, super vulnerable, uh, Facebook live video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd never done a Facebook live video before. It's my first one ever. And just like, ex- like explained everything I just said mm-hmm. to you. And it was like, it's craziest month of our lives. Yeah. And to cap it all off, I'm starting a business <laughs> and uh, got really super vulnerable about it. Just like shared my truth essentially mm-hmm. and, and put it out there. And from that point on, like, it's just worked out. Yeah. Like there have been scary times and stuff, but, um, and like financially tougher times for sure, mm-hmm. but it always works out. Yeah. Like we just, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And maybe that'll change in the future. But for now, like, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm kind of, like, aligned with the universe, you know? And, yeah. And things work out when you're in alignment like that. Um, and so you just, I just trust and things work out. Dang. It's crazy. I, yeah, I didn't know. Like, I remember you did do, do a post, but I'm always, like, constantly go, go, go. So, like, if something's longer than a minute or two mm-hmm. minutes, I'm, like... I want to see it all, but like, I'll watch it later, but then I'll forget it. Yep. You know what I mean? I remember you did do a post about that and you were, I think you even put it in the title that a super like vulnerable post yeah. or something like that yep. uh, when you went live. But I mean, you get it when you're like in a creative zone or like you're in a go, go, go zone, you, you free, oh, yeah, like, yeah. zone out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Totally. So, so that happens, right? Mm-hmm. You, did you start the business right after or were you already like in the process of like filing for an LLC or knowing what you're going to do, who you're going to target or what you're going to do essentially in your, in your business? Um, yeah. So this, when I, when I finally made that decision Mm -hmm. to jump off that cliff, um, uh, it was like right at the end of January in 2018. Mm -hmm. And so February, um, I, I was able to cash out some, some vacation days and, and some money was given to us that really helped us out mm-hmm. to like get it off the ground. Okay. Um, and so I cashed out my vacation days. I had one final paycheck from the old place and then, um, and then the kind of like angel investor type money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like tons and tons of money, but it was enough to like get me going. Yeah. Right. And give us a little bit of padding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I bought a new computer for myself because I desperately needed one <laughs> and uh, and then started filing for the LLC and doing all that stuff. And then in that meantime, I picked up a couple of clients that were like paying clients. And, yeah. like, it's so <laughs> since you're talking about paying clients, it's always it's, it's weird when you finally like say you start doing a, like a business, right? You start getting customers, you start getting clients. How did it feel like acquiring those first few like, how, were you like, I think I could do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> the The first project that I worked on was um, a friend of ours who it was just, it was completely a hypothetical rebrand of her dad's company that mm-hmm. she didn't work for at the time. 
but she was like, I see where this company could be mm-hmm. branding wise. And right now it just, it's not good. And, um, and so she hired me and paid out of pocket, paid out of her own pocket to create a hypothetical rebrand for her dad's company that she didn't work for. Um, and it was such an influential project in just giving me the confidence boost that I needed to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm a good designer. I can do branding. Um, and so that was a, a huge influential step, um, for me. Cause I did, I mean, I did a, a brand new logo and color, um, uh, color palette. We did like hypothetical packaging for their products and like new brochures and mm-hmm. all these things. And like I mocked up, a. a a few different options for, you know, potential website reading. Like I did everything, mm-hmm. um, for this, this rebrand. And it, uh, gave me, like I said, just a huge boost of confidence. So it's just like, okay, I can do this. And, and people will like what I'm putting out there, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, how did you feel creatively? Like now that you're able to not be like put in this box, like now you get a, you know, share your ideas that how you really want to share Like how did, how did that feel? So good. So good. Cause it, it just felt like, yeah. I mean, like you said, it just felt like somebody let me out of the box finally, mm-hmm. you know, I've just been so confined, like, no, you can't do this. This doesn't fit with corporate culture or whatever. Like just being so, so wrapped up in that. And then to just have all that go away and, uh, and me be able to consult one-on-one with the client, and kind of get to the bottom, find the solution to their problem, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, that was so freeing. I was like, I do enjoy graphic design. Yeah. (laughs) Cause yeah, just previous job, it just killed that. Yeah. And then I like how you, you, you mentioned that because like when somebody lets you, like we also do the media over at top knives, right? Uh So Leo is super cool. Let us, he, he lets us be, creative like mm-hmm. he gives us creative freedom yeah. so we're not locked in in a box he, and we are able to do some like really cool stuff yeah just because you're not like hey you have to do this hey you have to mm-hmm. do this or you can only do it this way mm-hmm. and you get to work with a bunch of different companies mm-hmm. that you can like each time is something new so it's like something new something mm-hmm. uh you, you get excited for it you yeah know it's I mean? a it, every project is a new challenge because mm-hmm. like i mean and it, it, it's fun doing what I do because I get to learn about a lot of different types of businesses Mm -hmm. and kind of learn their inner workings a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, like right now I am, I'm getting onto the tail end of a a big branding project that I've done for a new charter high school that's coming into Idaho Falls, which is awesome. Um, which is one of the biggest, like definitely the most, at least for Idaho Falls, the most, um, like publicly visible project that I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, which is awesome. Super That's blessed awesome. to have that project. But then I'll also, uh, I've done logos for like a, a frozen yogurt gelati mm-hmm. uh, food trailer up in Rexburg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done like different contractor, like roofing logos and stuff. So I've done all kinds of different types. I've worked with a bunch of different types of businesses and like lots of people in the holistic health world. Okay. Um, and I get to learn about their businesses and, yeah, it's just it's fun to me to 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 figure out what those challenges are going to be for each type of business, you know. Yeah. So I know you do. Uh, you recently 
gave one away too. Where did the mm. the scholarship thing that you you do, yeah. which is amazing that that you offer that mm. to a company that needs it, or you know somebody? Because uh, we'll get into the whole branding part, but what made you decide to do that? Like give away like that scholarship to to a certain company and like do their branding for them? Yeah. So last year, so twenty twenty, um, actually it was probably towards the end of of twenty nineteen. Um, I was just, you know, you get to the end of the year and start to think about like the past year, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was super blessed to like, I started this in 2018, had a, a a decent year, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then the next year I made like significantly more money than I had the previous year. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I felt so blessed. I was like, I'm I'm so blessed to be able to do this on my own Mm -hmm. and be my own boss, you know? And so I felt like I should do something to give back, mm-hmm. you know, to, to pass that forward. And, um, and so I decided to, to do this scholarship thing and I, I even like pitched it to some, some people mm-hmm. I'm in a, a, a logo designer community and pitched it. And some people were like, Oh, people will just see that's just like marketing, blah, 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 blah. And like, and then some people were like, I think it's a great idea. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? Some people are going to hate it regardless, no yeah. matter what you do. If you don't, if, if somebody doesn't, I think Winston Churchill said something like, if I'm super paraphrasing, if some if nobody hates what you're doing, then nobody's gonna truly love it either. Yeah. Um so anyway, I moved forward with, with it. Um and last year we did a uh we did the branding for a, a lady who knits. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, I remember you shared that. Yeah. And uh I think people might have been kind of weirded out by like because I, I received probably like a dozen mm-hmm. applications and, and that was the one I chose. And the reason I chose her was because she was already pursuing her business. Like she was already making money, um, but, but not enough to afford me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was between her and another woman in, I think, Missouri. And I called both of them and did like a phone interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the lady uh, Willow Knits Co. is the the company that she does. Um, we connected on on a really deep level. Mm-hmm. Like it was really good, and um, and I was just like, I can see her potential, mm-hmm. you know, and and I just felt I I just felt like she deserved it big time. And so, the reason you do the the phone interviews is that I mean, you want to get a feel for them. But is that for you to see if they're actually passionate about what they're doing? Because you don't want to waste all your time and then all of a sudden like they don't even pursue what they were pursuing. Yep. Does that make sense? Is, exactly. is that what you try to do? Yep. And so the the other woman, uh, she she had a really great idea for the business. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Um, but it was uh, – she's a – I think she was actually like a, an ex-NFL cheerleader. Oh, um, and she's like a, a personal trainer and stuff. And so she had a kind of a coaching style business, I, I believe, mm-hmm. but it, she hadn't started it yet. Like she wasn't currently pursuing it yet. And so it kind of came down to that, um, that, uh, Rochelle with Willow Knits mm-hmm. Co, uh, she was already doing it. Like she had this idea and just went with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciated that drive, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and I wanted it to go to a business that like needed it now, okay. not a business that that might start, not like a new this year, or maybe next year, yeah. or maybe the year after that. That makes sense. Um, and so yeah, I I, I did hers, uh, the Willow Knits Co. last year, and then I just 
awarded another one um, to a guy at a Blackfoot who does uh, hypnotherapy. Okay. And he, and so I'm really into like holistic health stuff. Yeah. My wife's business is, is in that realm. And so I'm kind of plugged into that world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and he specifically works uh, a lot with men to kind of like overcome past traumas and mm-hmm. stuff like that so that they can be better men. You okay. Know? Um, and I really, really liked what he had to say in his application and, and, uh, I think he has a lot of potential as far as his business goes, and he's currently pursuing it as well. So, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome that you actually give back like that because uh, branding does take a long time. It's not mm-hmm. something that you can do overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, what would you say is important for other companies? Like, say somebody's listening that has a company. Mm-hmm. What's the importance of branding? Because some people just, like you said, they think it's just a logo, but mm-hmm. it's more than just a logo. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I like to explain it kind of like a, an old school, like ancient archway mm-hmm. um, where, you know, a stone archway where it's got a keystone at the top, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and then you've got your other supporting stones that come down the archway. And sometimes at the bottom, there's two columns that kind of sit there and then you've got the arch on top of them. Mm-hmm. And it creates a doorway, a functional piece of architecture, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I explain it in terms of branding, the keystone is your logo. Like, obviously, that's a really important part of your brand. It's mm-hmm. kind of your your face, right? But without without the other stones to help support it, and without those two columns, it's just a rock on the ground, mm-hmm. and it it's not functional. You know, it's like you can kind of see where it's supposed to go, but if you don't have the expertise of of knowing what other pieces you need to create that archway, mm-hmm. um, or create that brand. Uh, it's going to be really difficult for you. And mm-hmm. so um, you got to start with with a good product or service, first of all. I mean, every business needs that, something that somebody wants. Mm-hmm. Like you got to solve problems for people, right? Yeah. And so you got to have good products and services. And then um, uh, when you hire a graphic designer, go into it with the mindset of of getting a full brand, and what I mean by that is you've got to have not just your logo, but you've got to have an understanding of your color palette. How do those colors work together? Like what's the hierarchy of how you use those? Mm-hmm. Um, is the logo always on a white background or can you put it on like the blue background or the red background or whatever? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And how do you do that? And the reason it's important to know that is so you can keep it consistent throughout your marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how you build brand recognition in a lot of, in, at least in the visual sense. Yeah. Uh, what fonts do you use? What fonts do you use as your headlines? What fonts do you use as the, 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 the main content, like the body copy of your website or your brochures or whatever? Um, what's the voice of your company? You know, Mm -hmm. what's the personality of your written content? What does your photography look like? Mm -hmm. How do you keep all of these things consistent and keep them straight so that, um, as you start to, really build out your business and your business starts growing that it's not difficult to create new materials because you've already got the branding system in place. Yeah. Um, Cause without that system and without a designer that understands that system, a lot of times business owners are like, Oh, well I can handle it. I can tackle it myself. And then you end up with, with some really crappy pieces, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean, it's okay to admit that you don't have the expertise to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm not going to try to wire my house because I probably burn it down. <laughs> you know, I hire an expert yeah. who knows how to do that. And so 
if you don't know how to do branding, that's so that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like some people I feel like think, well, you just you know, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. A lot <laughs> but if, of, if you don't have the expertise of it, you know, it's probably not going to serve you very well for very long. Mm-hmm. You know. No, and I'm glad you explained that. That that way, people can get like what goes on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a lot of work goes into it. And people don't realize that. They think it's something simple or something uh, they drew up real quick on Photoshop, but they right. don't realize like it was probably made on Illustrator or like some other software other than Photoshop. And that's or just... like the, then they, they don't always see like the dozens and dozens of sketches and stuff that I do oh, yeah. before, the mock-ups, I, before I present mm-hmm. the concepts to them, you know. That's awesome that you're doing that. And uh, I've seen you've been doing really well, you know, like uh, helping you you post them every now and then. You just recently did a a wrap for some some car. Yeah, it was a a van for a a new vending machine. Oh yeah, yeah, company here in Southeast Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, where did the bloodlines come from? Bloodlines, man. Bloodlines um, is your uh, your like clothing company. Uh-huh. You could say. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's my my side hustle clothing <laughs> company deal. Um. Probably about five years ago or so, um, I was my my family and I were coming home from a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Bear Lake down in Utah, and uh, we were coming back. And I remember just kind of feeling a little bit nostalgic because I had just uh, my sister and her family had come into town. I usually only see them like once a year mm-hmm. in person because they live in Iowa. Um, so I was feeling kind of like nostalgic. Um, about family mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, and I've always had a strong tie to my Scandinavian ancestry. Mm-hmm. I've always just felt really connected to it. And so I was just kind of just thinking while we were driving about how, how interesting it is. You can go anywhere in the world and the, the different cultures of those countries and like the indigenous cultures of those countries all have their own unique designs and artwork mm-hmm. and symbolism and stuff like that. Um, that's unique. I mean, you can have a tribe here and you can have a tribe 20 miles away and they're totally different, Mm -hmm. you know, and that stuff is fascinating to me. And so it kind of sparked this idea for bloodlines of uh, creating a clothing brand where people in our generation and the younger generations can connect with their ancestry, Mm -hmm. you know, connect with their heritage. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like kind of stereotypical white guy thing to say, but like, (laughs) Hey, where are you from? (laughs) You know? Um, and I hope it doesn't come off that way because it's no, super, super genuine. Like it fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, like Native American culture fascinates me. I love uh, being privileged to to watch uh, Native Americans dance and sing, mm-hmm. and um, and other indigenous cultures around the world. I think are really fascinating. And so, and I got to live in Denmark for you know in in, in Scandinavia for a couple of years, and so that just kind of strengthened that, yeah. that bond to it. And, um, anyway, so I, I was like, I had that idea. I made sure to write it down and like some ideas for different shirts or something that I could do. Mm-hmm. And, and then I didn't really touch it for a while. Um, I didn't actually like start it or like launch any clothing until after I had been fired and started doing son of Eric full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was like three quarters through that first year of be- doing my own business. that I was like, you know what? I, I had read the book Big Magic, which if you haven't read the book Big Magic, you should. It's really I'll cool. Check that out. Um, it's the I, the idea 
I'm pretty sure, hopefully I'm not getting books mixed up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure this book, it's like, if you have an idea, um, it kind of treats ideas like a, a sentient thing. Mm-hmm. And so you have an idea comes to you. And if you don't actually like pursue that idea, eventually it's going to move on to somebody else. And you see that. And she gives, time. explains, she, she, uh, has a story in, in this book. That's just like mind blowing. She had an idea for this, for a book, um, with like certain characters, certain plot points and like had it all like lined out in her head, but she never actually did anything with it. And then a f- like, uh, I can't remember if it was just an acquaintance and she like never told anybody about this idea either. It's mm-hmm. so, like, it's not like some, it got out and somebody found out I mean, mm-hmm. wrote it instead, but a book came out that was like almost identical to the one that she had mm-hmm. thought about for years, but never did anything with. And so it kind of solidified this idea that like ideas move on. Mm-hmm. And so with bloodlines, I was like, I got to do something with this or somebody's going to do it without me. Yeah. But I want to be a part of this and I want to like, I did, I want to help people connect to their heritage in a way that I had been able to, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like our generations and the younger generations just, it's kind of an old person thing to like yeah. figure out where he came from. But I think it's, it's important to know where you came from genetically to know kind of like where you're going, mm-hmm. you know, and like just to like know more about your, your past and stuff. I think that's really fascinating. And so I started it. I had just like a couple of designs, two or three designs up, um, ran it through threadless artist mm-hmm. shops. So it's, it's free mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then, I just earn like a, a percentage of, mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever I sell. Uh, but they pr- print it, you know, print on demand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's fun that way. And then this last year with, with all of the racial tensions and things that, oh, yeah. that happened, um, that's when it kind of transformed a little bit to, to have a dual purpose in uh, being a bit of a social justice platform too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I designed a handful of shirts that like all of the proceeds would go to uh, different organizations that that help support like the Black Lives Matter movement and, mm-hmm. and other organizations similar to that, um, just to help spread awareness mm-hmm. of, of this and and not just awareness but unity too. Like yeah. like we need everybody on board with this to like make it work, right? Um, and so I, I started kind of moving into that a bit um, last year, which was. Uh, which felt really nice to be able to do that and mm-hmm. um, have a platform for that kind of thing. Dang. Yeah, a lot of thought went into it. And uh, I remember you, you do you have several different countries on there mm-hmm. uh, as well. And is that on just bloodlines.com? It's uh, if you go to wearbloodlines.com. Oh, where. So wear like I wear clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearbloodlines.com and that'll take you to the shop. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and he, he has really cool designs. You're actually wearing one of them. It says One Nation Indivisible. Uh, where did the concept for that one come from? Um, <laughs> I don't want to get too political on here. <laughs> but um, so in Idaho, Idaho is an insanely conservative state, right? Mm-hmm. And during the whole election process during 2020 and just, I mean, all of uh, President Trump's presidency, it was like <laughs> just like beaten into everybody like we are Trump supporters, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, and all these like ultra conservative right wing people kind of commandeered the American flag Mm -hmm. and used it for their own purposes to represent things that like America shouldn't stand for. Right. And, uh, and that bothered me a lot that Mm -hmm. they were just able to like do that and nobody said anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I created this shirt. So it's got the one nation indivisible, 
with the American flag going up and each stripe is a, a different like skin tone mm-hmm. um, with the, the fist, you at, know, at the very end. And they're all, they're all equal, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all represented. And, um, uh, and that's not to mean it's definitely not like an all lives matter shirt. So don't, yeah, <laughs> don't at me on this, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, so I, I wanted to create my own design that used the American flag uh, in a way that kind of like takes it back mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, um, and, and reminds us like the one nation indivisible, it's pledge of allegiance 101, you mm-hmm. know, like our country, we're all, we always tout like, Oh, it's a melting pot. You know, it's, yeah. that's what makes us wonderful and beautiful and whatever, which is absolutely true. But it, it seems like we don't always believe that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we don't always live up to that. And, uh, and so, yeah, I wanted to just create a shirt, a design that that people could wear to kind of illustrate that mm-hmm. like we're all in this together man we're all americans let's just yeah. act like it and be nice to each other be kind um and kind of like the one another one of the designs that i i have is um be proud of your heritage mm-hmm. show respect for other cultures and give love to everyone um those are kind of like the three pillars that bloodlines is built on is like it's okay to be proud of where you come from. Exactly. As long as you show respect for everybody else's yeah. too, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad you're doing stuff like this because, uh, like not a lot of people see the racism because it doesn't happen to them. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, it happened to me a few weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. if you go back and listen to Adam's podcast, I explain what happened there. Uh, Adam boys from Spartan mode, you know, shout out to Adam. Mm-hmm. And I explained what happened. Like I wasn't doing anything like, yeah. Uh, the people I was taking pictures of, they didn't do anything. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, we get, it just. It sucks. Dumb remarks to Mm -hmm. us, you know, just because I'm Mexican, you know, Uh Hispanic. And, you know, I didn't do anything to the guy and he had something to say. So, yeah. But they don't, people don't realize that it happens, even though maybe it's not happening to you. Oh, for sure. It's happening to other people. Yeah. You know, and just, I'm not. I'm able to have a platform where I can tell people it happened, mm-hmm. but some people, they're just like, oh, well, like another day, you know, just go on with their day. Right. So I'm glad you're doing stuff like that. Thank you. I'm definitely going to have, because I know a while back you you sent me one, mm-hmm. and people ask me all the time where I got it, because like I wear it every now and then, not mm-hmm. so much in the winter, because it's kind of cold. It's a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah it's a t-shirt. <laughs> but I'm def- I, I like the one you have on now, so I'm definitely going to go and get one of those. So make sure you guys go to wearbloodlines.com mm-hmm. to get that. Yep. And where can they find you like to, to see your work? Maybe they want to get into some branding, like have questions. Where can they find you at? Um, you can find Son of Eric Design, the graphic design part of what I do. Um, you can find that on Instagram and Facebook, just at Son of Eric Design, mm-hmm. Eric with a K. Um, and sonofericdesign.com is my website. So you can go on there. Uh, I need to update my portfolio on there, but that's where you can kind of see like, how I work. So I, I work within brand packages and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always just do like if people come to me like, Oh, I need a logo. That's 99% of my requests. And then I explain why they need a little bit more than that to mm-hmm. get started. Yeah. And so you can go on there and read about the brand packages. My, uh, I've got some blog posts on there and my portfolio and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if You guys should definitely go check them out. Uh, we're all, we went on for a while. I was really like, I love having people on, especially because uh, I know you, but I didn't know right. everything about you. You know you what I mean? You knew me from like little kids. Yeah. And then know? like all this other stuff that happened to you, me, 
like everything you went through, like mm -hmm. uh, especially prior to opening up your own business. Yeah. And then I'm, I like having people like yourself on here so people can see, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen like, oh, like one day I'm like, I'm going to start this. A lot of things had to happen in order for it to like finally be like, you know, I'm just going to take that step. And if you're listening to this, if you don't have these issues going on, just take that step. Like, mm -hmm. don't wait for something bad or traumatic to happen. Right. And I, I like how you brought up that book. I'm actually going to add it to my Audible uh, here in a little bit mm -hmm. because that is true. People have ideas all the time. Yeah. Uh, recently, I was talking to this, uh, to this girl. She was talking about a juicing thing that she wants to do. And, and I even told her, I was like, well, you got to do it because somebody else has that same idea mm -hmm. and somebody's going to eventually do it. Like oh, yeah. what you have in my, like envisioned. Somebody's going to go do it, and then you're going to be sitting there like, I should have done it. Kicking yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spencer. That's totally true. Before we go, mm -hmm. I want to know where the name Son of Eric came from. It's a... Uh, so, I mean, my last name is Ericsson. Mm -hmm. um, Swedish background. Um, and then when I was living in Denmark for a couple of years, um, there was a, a guy that, that went to church with us who was just kind of a... He was a he was an oddball, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he had he had really dumb nicknames for every American that came through, and mine just happened to be Son of Eric. And uh, so when I was naming my business, I, I was throwing out lots of different names, mm -hmm. um, and nothing really like everything was just kind of like mm, it seems a little contrived or whatever, yeah. and, uh, and I just wasn't getting anywhere. And then it just popped in my head it was like. Son of Eric Design. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, that's quirky enough to be memorable. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I just, I liked it. You know, at the time when he called me Son of Eric, I was just like, Ugh, this guy's obnoxious. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. Look what it led to. Yeah. And it, originally when I saw your name, I was like, is your dad's name Eric? You know, like Son <laughs> of Eric. Uh, but I'm glad you were able to explain that. Yeah. Again, thank you for coming on, dude. I, mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. You have such a like uh, inspirational story, especially like going through all that leading up to your own business, and now it, you're doing really well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you you have constantly work come in, and yep. you said you're doing a, a high school that's coming into the yeah to you know Southeast Idaho, which is pretty cool. You have to tell me off camera who it is or yeah. off off the podcast. But again, go check them out. Sonoferic.com. Sonofericdesigndesign. Yeah. .com and then wearbloodlines.com as well. He has some really cool designs on there. And, you know, thank you for coming. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. See you guys. Yo frusé, ya estamos en otro nivel